Go ahead, shake that jar of sprinkles and celebrate your role as a mom. I'm Stephanie Fleece. And I'm Michelle Fortin with City Mom Collective. And our hope is that the next 40 minutes or so bring a smile to your face, a skip to your step, and a sprinkle or two to your mundane. This is Just Add Sprinkles, Celebrating Motherhood, a podcast by City Mom Collective. Oh my goodness, Michelle, can you believe that it has been an entire year? We have been living in the midst of a global pandemic for one full year. Yeah. March 13th, 2020 is when President Trump declared coronavirus a national emergency and our lives all totally changed. Oh my goodness. So we are going to talk about this, um, the changes in our own lives and other moms across the country. But first, let's take a brief look back at all we've collectively been through over the last year. Yeah, and it's a lot, Mama, so buckle in here. So as um, as I mentioned, mid-March 2020 is when we officially had a pandemic here in the U.S. Shortly after that, announcements were made for basically every professional sports league suspending their seasons or training. So the NBA, MLB, NFL, NHL, Major League Soccer, and then the NCAA even canceled March Madness last year. Mm. We also started seeing schools close around this time. I know that's when my kids stopped going to school. It was about mid-March. And March 15th is when New York ordered public schools closed. And by March 31st, staff, 70% of the U.S. was under lockdown. Oh, crazy. And on April 3rd, a couple days later, the CDC first recommended that everyone wear cloth or fabric masks in public. Wow. And who knew a year later, almost a year later, that'd still be the norm. Yeah, it's hard to believe that masks have been a part of our normal now for nearly a year. Yeah, and I don't see them going away anytime soon. Yeah, I definitely anticipate that there's plenty of professions that will just, that's their normal Mm -hmm. too. Yeah, in fact, I was dropping my daughter off at school this morning and she said to me, mommy, I think that, just out of the blue, she said, mommy, I think that I'm going to have to wear a a mask to school the rest of this year and all of next year. Wow. I was like, well, I don't know where you heard that, but I, I don't disagree. I think that might be normal, which is. Crazy. Yeah. Um, well, you know what, Steph? It wasn't just COVID-19 that made this past year the experience, quote unquote, that it was. Mm-hmm. And there were other major things going on in our lives over the last year. So let's not forget the murder hornets yes. uh, that invaded in May. They're still around, actually. Um, the terrible deaths of Breonna Taylor and George Floyd, um, the ensuing riots, and also, also this racial reawakening in our country that's still going on. Mm-hmm. Devastating wildfires in California. In August, the August complex fire started, and by early September, it was the largest fire in California history, burning more than a million acres. And in fact, around that same time, California set a new record um, with 2.1 million acres burning. Wow. Um, we also lost a lot of beloved faces. Mm-hmm. Um Regis Philburn, Chadwick Boseman, Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Eddie Van Halen, and Jeopardy host Alex Trebek. It was 2020 was just a rough year in a lot of sense, mm-hmm. um, but there were good things that happened too, okay? <laughs> I want to be all depressing here. Um, in May, SpaceX launched two astronauts into the International Space Station. That was so exciting. Um, in October, the Dodgers won the team's first World Series title since 1988. Um, We also elected a new president, Joe Biden, and vice president, Kamala Harris, who is the first woman and first woman of color in that role, no matter what your politics are. That is so cool. Yeah, it is Um, cool. And plus, we saw incredible breakthroughs. This is giving me goosebumps with science in the form of the COVID-19 vaccine. Mm -hmm. So in November, both Pfizer and Moderna um, pharmaceutical companies offered positive data about the effectiveness of their vaccines. And by mid-December, 
people were starting to get vaccinated and that continues today. In fact, stuff just this morning, I saw a news alert, Johnson and Johnson's um, vaccine is looking like it's going to be approved and that's a one shot vaccine. So a lot still going on in that, um, that circle. That's all good news. Yes. Yeah. It, you know, I think it, despite so many hard things happening this past year, and I do not want to gloss over that at all. Uh, I also think part of the purpose um, and main theme of this podcast is to recognize the things we're celebrating, even in the hardships. And so uh, there definitely have been things uh, to celebrate and a lot for us to be thankful for, even in the hard. Yeah. I mean, and we look to it and we know we like you're saying stuff. We don't want to negate the hard things that people have gone through. I know a lot of people listening maybe personally suffered from COVID or lost loved ones to it. Um, And also the unemployment rate skyrocketed and a lot of us were affected by lost jobs or cutback hours and um, in all of that as well. And um, we are starting to see some recovery in that area, but that Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that um, some of these things are are lingering effects, but also Mm -hmm. it's been really cool as moms, I think, to see the resiliency in our kids Mm. and learn from them uh, during this time, which I think is what we're seeing um, being written about across our sister sites. Yes, for sure. So let's look to our sisterhood um, of City Mom Collective sites across the country for help in how we as moms process this uh, pandemic. So this specific uh, article comes from our Des Moines Mom site. And it's about, it's called uh, Collective Trauma of COVID. Yes, it's a trauma. And it has, was written by a mental health provider. So I think that's important to note. And this is what she says. Uh, collective trauma is simply a trauma that impacts and affects a large group of people, communities, and societies. Its effect alter the entire fabric of a community. However, the individual impact and experiences can vary greatly from one person to the next. It may seem dramatic or over-exaggerated, or maybe you aren't sure what you're going through is bad enough to call it a trauma, but part of coping with the trauma is recognizing the impact of the trauma, extending yourself grace, understanding, and honoring your unique experience. Mm. Oh, and then doing all of that on top of being a mom, wife, employee, friend, et cetera. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. It can be so overwhelming and scary because it is. You know, this feels hard because it has this past year has been Mm -hmm. so hard. Uh, We are in the middle of a worldwide pandemic that is shaping and changing us right here, right now. So if you find yourself less patient perusing your refrigerator late at night (laughs) or having showered for a few days, remind yourself that you are doing the best you can. Extend yourself some grace. And even if you might have had to buy a bigger size in jeans, hello, (laughs) it's all completely okay. Uh, Really, I promise. But while recognizing the impact of the pandemic is the first step, recognizing when it might be time to reach out for support is also an incredibly important step. Uh, we've talked to so many people who wonder when they should read it, reach out for support, asking if their depression is simply depression or COVID depression. And I'd say the why doesn't really matter. Um, if it's impacting your ability to function, it's a problem and worth checking out by a professional. Those are really wise words um, from Des Moines. And, you know, I have to say, hearing that everyone's going through this is so comforting in a way. I mean, I don't yeah. like the fact that we're all suffering. But at the same time, it normalizes it, I guess. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of like motherhood in general, you know, like the fact that you have these cohorts that are going through the same thing together feels less lonely and mm. less, you know, like you're a part of this greater community, this greater sisterhood of motherhood. And then expanding that to the fact that everyone across the world has been impacted by mm-hmm. this pandemic. Uh, it truly has been a collective trauma. And I am so thankful that sites like Des Moines Mom and plenty of mental health professionals throughout this time have named it what it is. It is traumatic. Mm -hmm. And even though we're walking in the middle of it, sometimes it's easier to identify a trauma when you look back on something than it is in the middle. Uh, But Mm, we have to name it what it is and say, like, this is a trauma. And A, that's why you're exhausted. Mm -hmm. That's why you've been exhausted for a year because trauma does that to you because it takes over all of the systems in your body um, because it's protecting you that, you know, like your body knows like, Hey, I'm under attack. I'm going to protect. And so anyway, I'm so thankful for people like this writer as well as um, so many that have gone before and really naming this pandemic and what we're walking through together as it is. Yeah. Cause I think you know, I've talked about my, my own personal battle with depression. And um, I know we've heard from a lot of moms about that topic in general. And it's so interesting. Once you start talking about it, that's when the healing starts. So mm-hmm. once we can start kind of speaking up about the fact that we've all experienced trauma, uh, depression, whatever it may be this last year, mm-hmm. um, it's really, that's really going to start the healing process. We can all come together and discuss it and then move forward. And obviously if, um, if it is impacting your daily life or routine, um, you do need to seek professional help and there's nothing wrong with that. And, um, and therapy can be a really great tool Mm -hmm. to help you cope and move on and, um, understand why you're feeling the way that you're feeling. So, um, kudos to this mom. And like you said, many other mental health professionals who've spoken up about this and, um, tried to make us all feel a little bit better about the fact that we're collectively traumatized. (laughs) Yes, for sure. And you know what I, Michelle, I want to give a little word to people listening that are leaders. I think what is, has been so fascinating in leading in this season, uh, in whatever form that looks like to you is that, uh, I found a majority of leaders at the beginning of this, while we were stunned and shocked, uh, we went into action mode, like protect our people, protect our business, lead well. Like there's this like calling to uh, do good and to serve uh, whoever we're, we're leading. And that then we crash and burned. Like all right. of us oh my gosh, collectively yeah. mm-hmm. uh, last summer. And it's just been quite the roller coaster of, I think it's a roller coaster for everybody, but I think especially for those in leadership. And sometimes it's just important to know like you're not alone. Like that's what I walked through in all of this. And uh, part of it is because it's a trauma, but part of it is the virtue and vice of leadership. You know, the virtue is that we do. Um, co- like rise to the occasion. Uh, but the vice is that. Like we're only human. We only have so much to give, and we're walking through the trauma. Uh, I've heard, I've heard, kind of um, Christian experts called a Moses moment. Like you're, mm. you know, where Moses never didn't do anything he was called to do, um, and uh, but he had to walk alongside of do it exactly at the same time. So right, right. Anyway, but. Uh, well, we, we've got a, even more to talk about. So yes, yes. <laughs> let's, let's head over to another one of our sister sites, uh, Birmingham Mom Collective, for a post called uh, COVID Chaos Changed My Children's Perspective 
for the better. Mm. Uh, this writer is a small business owner and a mom to three kids aged 10, 8, and 5. And at the height of the crisis, this is what a typical day looked like for her. Um, and I think we can all relate. Uh, so this is what she says um, her day looked like. First, reminding my fourth grader how to tell the difference in pronouns and synonyms. Uh, reviewing my second grader's multiplication facts. Patiently tracing my four-year-old's first and last name neatly. Educating my husband on how to place a shipped grocery order. <laughs> Guiding clients through crisis communication. Working late into the night to answer e emails in a timely manner and tackle business projects. I was surviving, trying to keep my head above water with, with a list a mile long every day. That... Can you relate? Oh my, oh gosh. my gosh. The mental load. Yes. It's, it's, it's it, heavy. Yeah, yeah. It's real. All this stuff I can absolutely relate to. Oh, for sure. Well, then she stepped back and realized that crossing off tasks, pushing through submitted work to school, trying to create a structured environment really had turned into barking off to do's mm. and her efforts may have resulted in some normalcy. However, they were not making the kind of moments she really wanted to create within her family. Mm. So she decided to change her focus as well as her families, and started asking her kids to report their observations during this time. And the results for this writer were surprising. Uh, her oldest observed that although it was difficult not being with her friends tempor temporarily, it was much harder for a close peer whose family was in the process of mo moving to a new city and never got to finish out the school Aww. year. Uh, her heart for this dear girl, because she would not have the opportunity to be celebrated at school with lots of hugs and bittersweet goodbyes, uh, she was so much focused on herself and not comforting her friend uh, that she, you know, she recognized like that there were bigger things going on, um, and which is. A good life lesson for mm -hmm, our kiddos, for right? For sure, for sure, yeah. Uh, and then with her middle child, um, her middle child was dis disappointed about her gymnastics gym um, not reopening, uh, and they discussed the difficulties of owning that type of business mm -hmm. during this time, Ugh. and she watched her child change from disappointed to sympathetic. Yeah. A very good life lesson yes, for our kiddos. so good, so good. Uh, and then her youngest, only four years old, uh, came up with the idea to mail a I miss you letters to his Aww. teacher. <laughs> So sweet. Uh, so she says that uh, after doing this, uh, her observations combined with some downtime to watch and listen to the world around uh, them changed and drastically transformed their tender hearts. Uh, their prayers at night before had always included endless thank yous for blessing from the day. However, their evening check-in discussions became much longer and focused and more thoughtful. The, the theme changed from them to others, mm -hmm. and they were learning by being in a quieter environment and experiencing what others were facing, handling, and conquering. So when they live through something, not only looking inwardly, but how others are around you are affected, you truly learn. Mm -hmm. Because of the COVID pandemic, she says that her children have gained a new perspective, and they will share with generations to come, and for that, she's grateful. Oh, I, I love, love that. that. I love that, too. I mean, yeah, because thinking about I think we all probably had that moment where we realized, like you said, like we had that, like leaders in the summer had that kind of breakdown moment after mm -hmm. having to hold people up for so long. And as parents, I can certainly think I, at one point I just ordered all the sidewalk chalk and we colored our entire driveway. And mm -hmm. that's not what I normally would do. Yeah. <laughs> but it's kind of, you just kind of have to embrace the moment and, and turn it into something positive and learning from that. And we certainly did suffer similar disappointments like my kids do ballroom dancing they haven't been in the studio for a year now because mm -hmm. they they had to close it and it's just 
it's hard, you know, but it's good to teach our kids um, what they can learn from this too. Yeah. And as that writer points out, I think focusing so much of our time and energy on me, me, Mm -hmm. me, like what, how is this impacting me? Um, I truly have found that the times that I am overly overwhelmed with self, I have to do something small for somebody else. Uh, And that reshifts my focus to being far more other centric than me centric and has always been incredibly advantageous for myself as well as our family. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, you just have to, again, like the other um, post was talking about too, about this collective trauma we're all going through. Yeah, You have to realize that it's not just us. Um, and while it is hard for, for your kids or your family and what you're going through, there's other people around us, literally around us that are suffering too. We have a widowed neighbor a couple doors down who was so lonely, you know, mm-hmm. couldn't visit family because she's elderly. And we would just kind of drop off surprises at her door and she would do the same for us and just kind of helped the time pass, but just kind of looking for those little moments mm-hmm. um, to kind of, yeah, uh, encourage your kids to be others focused. Yes. Um, yeah. That yeah. is one thing that I have loved um, seeing throughout this is the creativity of people uh, serving each other, meeting each other's needs. Uh, my my neighbor, neighborhood, uh, I also have a widow neighbor and then an older couple. And we started every Friday, uh, we would swap margaritas and oh. like um, chips and guac, and we would just do door drop-offs. And oh. and it was so lovely. That lasted oh, a number that. of months. And I just think, you know, those opportunities prob- may have happened outside of this experience, but probably not. Right. Uh, and so really forcing us to remove so much that was on our schedule and on our plates uh, allowed us to look around and be more available for people, which mm-hmm. I think is a beautiful thing. It, it really is. It really yeah. is, Steph. I love that. Well, as we reflect on a year of parenting through COVID and all these um, highs and lows, It's important to not forget the tough things that we've been through, but also, of course, how we have grown. Yep. Uh, It's been incredible in many ways, mamas. And despite the hard times, there are always reasons to stop to celebrate the wins, even if they're small or big. Mm -hmm. And when doing so, make sure to add some sprinkles. For show notes and more information on this episode of Just Add Sprinkles Celebrating Motherhood, please visit momcollective.com. There you can find more information on our topic, our guest, and our host, Stephanie Fleece. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a minute to give a review wherever you listen to podcasts so we can keep encouraging moms to celebrate motherhood and just add sprinkles.